Well, we started last, about four weeks ago, the perfect summer. Uh, we began to talk about how that um, growing up, we always thought that being perfect meant that we couldn't make a mistake. Uh, we couldn't mess up. And we began to realize that, that when you really look at the definition of perfect in the Bible, it's not talking about that at all. But what it's talking about is God's completion. It's God finishing uh, finishing our lives and, and doing things in our life. And we started to talk about how that we could have perfect peace. How that God can complete peace in us. And we talked about perfect love and perfect security. How that too many times we are so in, insecure in ourselves. And that through God, God can complete His security in us to let us know who we are in Him. We talked about perfect heart. And last week we talked about His perfect way. And so this morning we want to continue the series of Perfect Summer. And we're going to talk about perfect soundness. Perfect soundness. You see, we're supposed to mature in Christ. There's things that God wants to bring into our lives. And He wants to to bring them to completion. But this morning we're going to talk more about God's ability. How many people know that God is able? He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think, hope, or imagine. God is able. And and perfection isn't about being flawless, but being perfect is about God's finishing touches on our lives. God's finishing touches on our lives. You see, first we were saved. If you're following after Christ, if you've become a a Christ follower, you you were saved. But how many people know that when, once you made that commitment that all your issues just didn't disappear? Did they just disappear for anybody? Anybody? Of course not. As long as we're in this world, we're going to have issues. As long as we are walking and breathing, we're going to have issues. Just because Christ saves us, just because we become a Christ follower, does not mean that everything's going to disappear. So that's when we get to God beginning to work in our lives. It's called sanctification. It's not a work of the flesh. It's not something that you can do on your own. You, you, you can't clean up on your own. Those issues that you face, those things that the enemy uses to try to tear you down and to destroy you, you're not going to be able to walk away from them on your own. It's not a work of the flesh, but it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Allowing Him to have His way in our lives. Perfect soundness. You see, after Jesus rose from the dead, He was crucified, put in a tomb, He rose from the dead, and and, and after He rose, He walked 40 days on the earth. He walked and He talked with people. He had lunch with them. He had dinner with them. He allowed Thomas to, to stick his hand into his side. But on that 40th day, he looked at his disciples and he said, I need you to go to Jerusalem. I need you to go to Jerusalem and I need you to wait for the Holy Spirit. He said, I need you to start building the church. I need you to start doing the things that I have done. And I'm sending you the power to be able to do that. You see, He wants us to be like Him. 
When we say we want to be a Christ follower, the goal is for us to become like Him. He wants us to do the things that He did. He doesn't just want us to to gather on Sundays to, to come in here and to reminisce on His life. It's not about us coming in and and doing that. But what it is, is it's us doing the things that he did. What did he do? You see, the, the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And they were filled and thousands were saved. The church began. And we find in Acts chapter 3 that as this is happening, they're on their way to the temple to pray. And they come to a gate called Beautiful. And there's a man sitting there who is begging for alms. He's begging for money. And so they walk up on him and and he's he's asking, give me some money. I, I need money. And Peter looks at him and he says, I don't have any. You've heard it always said, silver and gold have I none. In other words, I don't have any money. He said, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He said, it took him by the hand. This was something that this man had been looking for his entire life. And Peter felt like after that happened in Acts chapter 3, that that he had to explain what was going on. And we begin to look back at miracles. And we look at the first miracle that Jesus did when he started his ministry. What was it? He turned water into wine. He turned water into wine. But look what he says here in Acts chapter 3, verse 16. He said, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him was given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So here this man, as they were doing things that Jesus had done, As we see all the way back in John chapter 2, they begin to to perform this miracle. And he, he says, what's it through? He begins to explain. And you see the words, perfect soundness. He said it didn't come through him, it didn't come through us, but it came through faith. It came through faith. So what is soundness? What is soundness? wholeness. If you look at the word in the Greek, it means being made whole. It means beginning a journey to wholeness. How many people know that we're on a journey? It's not a sprint. It's not something that starts and is finished. It's a marathon. It's a journey. And Jesus is about bringing us to wholeness. That's where he wants us to get. You see, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to, to take that wholeness from you. He wants to leave you broken. But Jesus wants to bring back that has been stolen from you. The things that you're struggling with. Jesus wants to bring wholeness in your life. 
One moment with God can change everything. One moment. One encounter with God can change everything. You see, too many people, we all search to become whole. We all search to to fix this brokenness that we feel. And we look for it in so many different places. But, But can I tell you that you are not whole until Jesus makes you whole. He's the only one that can bring perfect soundness into your life. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This scripture lets us know that, that God cares about our spirit. He cares about our soul when he cares about our body. God wants to make your life beautiful, not just bearable. Let that sink in a moment. God wants to make your life beautiful, not just bearable. He wants to make all things beautiful in our life. Here in this story, we see this man begging for alms. We see him begging for money. And Peter said, I'm not going to give you what it is that you think that you need. Peter realized that he could give him money. He could give him alms. But just as this guy had done his entire life, that would mean the next day he would be back sitting in the same place, the same position, no different than what he was the day before. He said, I could give you money. But I would just be making life bearable for you. Just helping you get by. Live day to day. You would still have to come back tomorrow. And he said, but instead, I'm going to make, you're going to be made whole. You're going to have perfect soundness brought into your life. So that you don't have to beg anymore. So that you can be whole in your soul and in your body. You see, too many times we lower our expectations. God, just let me get through today. God, just, just if I could just make it through this week. God, if I could just, just make it and pay that bill. If we could just get through this month. God, just please make my life bearable. When the actuality and the reality is, is that there's something greater. There is something greater. We settle for substitutes. We settle for things much less than what God really intends for us to have. We want life just to be bearable. But God said, I want to make it beautiful. I find it interesting that the the place where this man was sitting was the gate called beautiful. How do you think he felt that day? The Bible tells us he was excited. He leaped for joy. God wants to bring back. The thing that the enemy's tried to steal from you. You may be and feel broken. He wants to make you whole. He wants you to have perfect soundness. Don't settle for substitutes. Don't settle for something less. Don't settle for just allowing and having enough to get by. God wants to make you whole. We see in the Old Testament the children of Israel were 
were coming out of Egypt. We know that they were enslaved in Egypt and they were coming out. And, and David writes in Psalm 105, chapter, uh, chapter 105, verse 37, He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. In other words, everything that was stolen from them, God gave back to them. Everything that the enemy, the Egyptians, had tried to take, From them, God gave them back. And it says that they all came walking out. There was none feeble at all. And can I tell you, there's nothing impossible with God. That thing that that you think that you'll never conquer, that the enemy has took from you, whether it's joy or peace or love or, or, or anything, finances, you may think that it's impossible, but nothing is impossible for God. I'm sure that when the children of Israel were enslaved and they were looking at this, they thought, this is never going to end. This is the plight of my life. This is how it's just going to be. This is how it has to be. I, I just want to be good. And, and But God said, I, I brought you out. It may have seemed impossible. But he brought them out and he gave them back everything that had been stolen from them. Some of you here this morning that you're living a life and and you just feel so broken. And it seems like that everywhere you turn that life is just bitter. And we read in the book of Exodus how that that the children of Israel came and they were so thirsty and they were and they couldn't drink the, the water because it was bitter. God told Moses, take that tree and throw it into it. And he said, the water became sweet. Seems impossible, doesn't it? I mean, how can a tree make the water sweet? It's because nothing's impossible with God. And you may be sitting here this morning and think, my life is just bitter. It's never going to get any better. But God wants to make it sweet. He wants to make it beautiful. you've got to let God do a work in you. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now what I find interesting here is the word, those of us who are being saved. You see, the word salvation in the Bible has many tenses. This doesn't say those who are saved. It says those who are being saved. You see, Christ, when we were saved, He delivered us from the penalty of sin. When we became a follower of Him, He delivered us from the penalty that we deserved, which was hell. But can I tell you that there's also being saved. What does that mean? Delivering me from the power of sin. So I'm not just delivered from the penalty of sin... But He delivers me from the power of sin. You see, the cross just just isn't a one-time deal. So many people think, well, I'll come and I'll kneel or I'll give my life to God and then that's it. But it's not a one-time deal. You see, we are saved from the penalty of sin. We are being saved from the power of sin. And one day we will be saved from the presence of sin. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that that when we were saved, we no longer have the penalty of hell. And that as we go through life, that sin that tries to overtake us, it's through the cross that we're able to, to overcome that sin. And then one day, 
when he calls us home, when he takes us back, we will be delivered from the presence of sin because there will be no sin there when we get to heaven. You see, the cross is still alive. It's still a powerful tool. And soundness is a journey to wholeness. So why is it important? Why is having perfect soundness, why is being made whole, why is it so important? The first reason is because it affirms our faith in God as a personal. God is credible. When we talk about and think about the first miracle that Jesus did in John chapter 2, when he turned the water into wine, what does that miracle speak to us? I mean, out of all the miracles, here's Jesus coming onto the scene. Here he is just beginning his ministry. And the first thing that he does is turn the water into wine. Now, I'd be thinking, you know, I would have started out, you know, with a bang. I would have started out, you know, you know, raising the dead, which he would later do. I would start out cleansing a leper, which he would later do. I would start out casting out demons, which he would later do. But in John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And if you know the story, they had ran out of wine. And she comes to Jesus. Now, in the scheme of things, was this a big deal? No, not really. I mean, when you're comparing a leper who is diseased or someone who is dead. I mean, we're just talking about, they're just trying to save face at this point. You know, you ever had a, had a party and, and you run out of food? It's Barb Dunn's worst nightmare. That's why we have to-go boxes for everything that we do around here because you can be guaranteed we are not going to run out of food. Would the world end if we did? No. But all it was, was here was a situation that really to, to most people wasn't, wouldn't have been a big deal. But in these people's life, they didn't want to be embarrassed. It was something personal for them. You don't want to run out of food at a party. And what that tells to me is, is that God is a powerful God, but that he also cares about where I am. He also cares about what I'm going through. No matter how small or insignificant it may seem, God cares. And when we begin to look at it, he cares about what's happening in your life. And there's things in your life that you think, well, God really is not concerned about that. I tell you, He is. He wants you to be made whole. He wants you. There's things in your life that we just sort of overlook. But can I tell you, you don't have to live that way. The faith that we can have in Him is a, is a personal faith. It's a faith that says He can do anything that I need Him to do. No matter how large or how small it may seem. And when we become whole, when we start working our way to wholeness, when we have perfect soundness, we will begin to understand and to realize that God cares about us individually. He cares about what you're going through. Too many times in life we, we fail to realize that. 
Too many times in life we, we fail to, to truly grasp and truly comprehend that He truly cares. Oh, sure, we hear it. We see it on bumper stickers. We see it on T-shirts. We see it on Instagram. God cares about you. But we do not live it. And when we become on our journey to wholeness, to being complete, we'll begin to realize that He really does care. Why is it important? Secondly, because it affirms the faith. It affirms the faith. You see, this miracle in Acts chapter 3 that happened, it happened during times of persecution. People were not happy about what was going on. They were not happy about the fact that miracles were being done. Paul was throwing people in jail. They were telling them to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Not much has changed, has it? There's still that antichrist spirit in the world that we live in today. But there comes a time when that faith has to be more than just words. It has to be more than just words. There are times we must begin to believe God for the supernatural. He is a supernatural God. There are times that that we must stand and we must declare that He is God. They said, stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And here in this time of persecution, something supernatural needed to happen. It was more than just about words. You see, sometimes we, the only way to combat persecution is through something supernatural. But we... Too many times do not believe God that He can do supernatural things. We just speak it, but we don't believe Him for it. We look at Elijah on on Mount Carmel. And this was a story that they were trying to decide who was God, God or Baal. And even though it had been told, Elijah says, "You, you need to listen to me. You need to listen to me. The God that I serve is the God. He said, quit going back and forth. Quit being not able to make a decision. And Elijah would speak it. But then he took it one step farther. He said, I tell you what. You pray to Baal. I'll pray to my God and let's see what happens. And what happened? Something supernatural happened. Something supernatural happened. Fire fell from heaven and consumed the altar and all the water. And you can read about it in 1 Kings chapter 18. But at that moment it said, they then they realized that God, the God that Elijah served was God. And that Baal wasn't. But it took more than just words. The faith had to be The faith that Elijah had in God needed to be affirmed by something supernatural. In Acts chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, it says, Saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further... 
among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. Verse 16 says, something miraculous has happened. You see, everybody that that used to, to go by and see this man sitting at the gate, they could not deny that he was no longer there. They couldn't deny what had happened. There were too many witnesses. Something supernatural had happened in his life. They couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny that this perfect soundness, this perfect wholeness, that his body was made whole. And it was through the faith in Jesus. God wants to put the finishing touches on your life. He wants you to be made whole. And he wants people to be able to look at your life and not be able to deny that it's just the power of God that's done it. It's nothing that we do. It's nothing that this church does. It's through faith in God. So you say, well, it sounds great, but can I really have it? Can I really have it? Can I have this perfect soundness? Can I truly be made whole? The answer to that is yes. Yes. The same faith that saves you can make you whole. The same faith that allows you to say that when I die... I'm going to heaven. How many people know that you can be assured of that? You can be assured of that. If you've asked Christ to forgive you of your sin and to come into your life and be Lord of your life, and you've confessed it with your mouth, you can be assured and have faith that if you would fall over right now, where you would end up. But that same faith, that same faith that saved you, Can make you whole. In Acts chapter 3 verse 12. It says, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? As though by our own power or godliness, we have made this man walk. (laughs) And then in verse 16 he says, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So what's happened here is, Peter feels like that he needs to explain this miracle. This first miracle that's happened, he he feels like he needs to explain. He said, why are you looking at us like that we have done something? Why are you looking at us like that it's us That has made the difference in this man's life. He said it's not through us. It's not through anything that that we have done. But it's through God. And so Peter begins to explain that. That's where perfect soundness comes from. That's how we are made whole. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Nothing you can do. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But He wants to make you whole. If you've come in here this morning and you feel broken, He wants to make you whole. If you've come in through here this morning and you just feel like you're just barely getting by, and you feel like life is just weighing down on you, 
He wants to make you whole. Just as this man. You say, Pastor, you don't know how long I've been praying to be made whole. You don't know how long I've been struggling and dealing with this situation. You don't know how long I've been dealing with anxiety or you don't know how long I've been dealing with fear or you don't know how long I've been dealing with addiction or you don't know how long I've been dealing with you fill in the blank. Because we know that the enemy uses different things and different tactics for each of us. But we can be assured that he comes to kill, steal and destroy you say, you don't know how long I've been dealing with it. And I, I'll start doing good for a while and then it just drags me back down. I feel like that everything's going right. Can I tell you it's because only God can make you whole. It's by grace, through faith. You say, I don't know how long, you don't know how long I've been praying for this. I think about this man sitting at the gate. I wonder how many times Jesus had walked past him. I mean, Jesus went to the temple, right? Begin to think about being passed by doesn't mean passed up. How many times did Jesus walk by him? But he was still there. I can't answer that question. I have no idea why. Did Jesus have the power? Of course. But there's sovereignty in every situation. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. We think, God, why am I still going through this? That man was probably thinking, God, why am I still sitting here? I'm sure he had heard about the miracles that Jesus had performed. When is it my turn? And because he had never received it, he was settling for something less than what God truly had for him. God wants to put the finishing touches on your life. The work of the cross is real. As you bow your head this morning, I want you to ask yourself this question. Where in your life are you not whole? Where in your life are you not whole? This man, he, he couldn't walk. What is it that the enemy constantly attacks you with, keeping you in a state of brokenness? I'm 100% sure. There's not a person sitting here this morning that the enemy doesn't attack you on a daily basis. Trying to keep you broken. 
trying to keep you from perfect soundness, from being made whole, trying to keep you from what it is that God has for you. And then ask yourself the question, am I just settling for my life to be bearable? Am I just going to bed every night just praying that I can get through the next day? Am I doing as this beggar did at the gate? Saying, guys, just give me enough to get me through today. And I'll be back tomorrow. When God wanted something completely different for him. He said in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. He took his hand and he leapt to his feet. The excitement. The joy. That filled his life. From being made whole. Having perfect soundness. And can I tell you. You can have that this morning. God wants to make you whole. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I've been struggling. Pastor, I just... I have a hard time believing that I can be completely whole. That I can get over this thing, this brokenness, this attack of the enemy. Say that's me. Just slip up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. God wants you to be whole. Thank you. You're not here by accident this morning. God wants you to be made whole. He wants to make your life beautiful, not just bearable. Anyone else? God wants to make you whole. Thank you. We stand on this word. And the Bible tells us. That God loves us. That he cares. And that he's able. Just as this man. Who had spent his entire life. Sitting by this gate unable to help himself in a moment in one moment was made whole you could be made whole anyone else if you raised your hand this morning I want you to know that God saw that hand God sees your heart Now it's up to you through faith to believe that he can make you whole. It's not because you raised your hand. It's not because of how good you can be or how much of your Bible you can read or how many Sundays you can come to church in a row. 
by grace, through faith, you can be made whole. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. We're going to pray. And if you raised your hand this morning, if you raised your hand this morning, or if you didn't, and, and you're sitting there thinking, I may not have raised my hand, but I know He's talking to me. I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Take a chance. Take a chance. Give it to God. Trust Him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this man who couldn't walk and this guy comes up and says, rise up and walk and he took him by the hand. Could you imagine how much trust that he would have had to have placed in that hand? You want me to do what? That can't happen. God wants to take you by the hand this morning. He wants to pick you up. He wants you to be able to walk, to be made whole, to not struggle. He wants to complete your life. So we're going to pray. If you raised your hand, I want you to believe. Believe. By grace, through faith. Faith in His name. He's able. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. You see every person in this auditorium. God, you knew who was going to be here. Father, you've planned this day just for us. Holy Spirit, I feel that you have spoken into our lives and into our hearts. And I pray that when the enemy comes against us, trying to make us believe that we cannot be made whole, trying to make us settle for less than what you have for us. Father, speak into our lives and speak into our hearts. Allow us to trust you. God, as you reach down your hand, may we reach up to you. Place our hand in yours. Say, God, lead us. God, lead me. Guide me. Direct me. Make me whole. Give me perfect soundness. I don't want to be broken anymore. I'm tired of just getting by. I want to be made whole. My spirit, my soul, my body. I want to be made whole. Holy Spirit, I believe that you're doing a work right now. journey. God, don't 
don't allow us to become discouraged. God, don't allow us to give up. Father, help us realize that just because maybe it hasn't happened up to this point, that doesn't mean that it won't or that it can't. God, we pray for your perfect timing. We're waiting on you. Make a difference in our lives. God, give us perfect soundness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. I want to thank you for being here this morning.